No one told me for all those times you wish someone just a little ahead of you would tell you what they did in the same situation, in the same season of life. On this podcast, experience is worth a thousand words, or at least 30 minutes worth. Welcome to No One Told Me. Married with two kids, you would think I would have already forgotten this whole friend zone thing. I'd very much like to forget this whole particular scenario, but here I am reliving the moment I decided the best way out of what felt like a wasteland was to announce my very big, very real feelings. And I still cringe at the thought of it. It's kind of like when you remember the time that you committed to a middle part in your hair for a year, even though you have the face of a Cabbage Patch doll. Uh, That's probably also just me in this scenario. Uh, The friend zone is real. And even if you're past this particular pain, you know people or you will know people who find themselves in the very same situations. So let's all just cringe together as we hear from my friend Caroline Mitchell. She's living in New York City and my goodness, does sister have some stories. We talked about what it's like to break out of the friend zone and when it can actually be a healthy place. Her laughter is contagious and her stories will make you want to hug her. Welcome to No One Told Me the Truth About the Friend Zone. We are now recording. Are you sweating yet? My hands are sweating. Yes. It'll just, it'll increase from here. I'm kind of known for the sweaty palms. (laughs) That's why. Do you shake hands when you first meet someone? I avoid it at all times. (laughs) Just a nod. I actually met a guy. He was trying to get my phone number at a coffee shop. Mm. So you did shake his hand. He he reached out to shake my hand and I couldn't avoid it. And he goes, ah, sweaty palms. He literally shook my hand and he said, ah, sweaty palms. Looks like I made you nervous. I said, please let me give you my number. I said, no, I'm literally my hands are like this always. I always sweat. Okay. I just sweat. It's a condition. I was just like, I've never had someone call me out like this before. Gosh. And I'm sure, is that how he gets people's numbers all the time? Cause probably not. I'll get mine. (laughs) Well, I'm here with my friend, Caroline. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about the friend zone because it is indeed a real thing. It is. And I think we talk about it like it's just a concept. Mm -hmm. But if you have been in it, you know this is no joke. For you, in your experience, how would you define the friend zone, this topic that we're going to jump into that we all know is out there? It's out there. But if you could define it just on your experiences alone, if you could compare it to something, how would that look? Well, technically, the friend zone is like a relationship between a guy and a girl. Mm-hmm. And it's platonic, mm-hmm. which the more I've used that word, I realize people don't actually know what platonic is. And I'm word. like, you clearly have not been in a platonic You obviously don't know don't what it is know because it you is. have not been friend zoned. Yeah, but platonic, I think it's like supposed to be this, like, there's no romantic interest or mm-hmm. no like chemistry. But, mm-hmm. you know, if... When you've experienced the friend zone yourself, that word friend zone, like it has more weight to it. It stings a little bit. It stings. Mm-hmm. You feel a little bit more stuck. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's, there's just that mutualness of the friend zone feels way more one-sided than like a, just a nice agreed upon mm-hmm. thing. So yep. I don't really know what I would compare the friend zone to, but just like this <laughs> terrible gut feeling when you're on like yes. the wrong side of the friend zone. And all you're doing is trying to think of ways to get out of it. Mm-hmm. The worst is when you don't know you're there yet. In your life, when you've been friend zoned, I want to hear those stories. Like, what has that felt like to you? And if you could say, this is a surefire way to get yourself put in the friend zone, this is what will happen. 
have a few stories. Like, <laughs> Which is problem. why you're here today. <laughs> I because I like think you could write a book about it. I've joked with my friend. I have a friend, Hannah, and she's experienced a lot, like, mm-hmm. face-to-face. Key eyewitness person, like, in these, like, <laughs> incidents of the friend zone. So, for me... I mean, I have a guy who, like, coined the term accident on me, which is, like, accident, but you re- replace dent with date. And which... It makes a girl feel good, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. You need a little boost of confidence. Just listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome, guys. But, yeah, so the meaning of, you know, the accident is obviously an accidental date, which I'm sure not... Still not sure, like, how that happens, like, how you mm. get to the point of accident. But really, one of my better stories is I had a crush on a guy that I had known for a few years. And I don't think I ever really let him know that I had a crush on him. But did you have a crush on him all those years? I I had like a little baby crush. It was kind Mm -hmm. of from a distance. And then it kind of got to the point where I think it was like my junior or senior year in college. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like you wake up one day and you're like, oh, this is actually a great person. Yes. So this guy worked at a little burger joint in Nashville and I frequented there a lot maybe because he worked there I don't know <laughs> I can't be sure I just really like burgers okay <laughs> well I really love burgers and sweet potato fries but there was a little gift shop that's across the street and my friend Hannah and I were going Christmas shopping and a very overly involved salesman convinced me at some point to buy this guy a Christmas present a small token of my just this friend just a friend, right? Mm-hmm. So he thought. So I am like, okay, yeah. I, I, there was no clarity mm-hmm. in this decision making, to be honest. Just so the pressure like of outside little, sources. Yeah. So it's just this little gift, and it's perfectly wrapped. I don't know where the confidence came from, but had the confidence to walk across the street. And the moment I walked into the burger joint to actually hand him the gift is whenever the clarity came through. It was like the door opened. Hmm, maybe this wasn't. <laughs> Maybe I don't, maybe I'm not ready for this. Maybe this is not what should be happening right now. So I was at that point really hoping just to hand the gift to the hostess and never have to see him ever again Mm -hmm. in life. Yes. That friendship would end here. That's, that would be, here's my gift. Here's my goodbye gift. (laughs) Anyways, but he sees me and he's like, Hey, and he comes over says, Hey, and I hand him the gift with no explanation. Here's a perfectly wrapped gift and also I just feelings. happened upon this and, and this is my heart as well. Yeah, Please like take my, it. here's my heart wrapped up. The moment he is like kind of starting to react to the gift in a positive way, mm-hmm. the positivity did not register for me as like maybe that's a good thing. But the moment that he started reacting, I started retracting. <laughs> so like literally with every positive comment about the gift, I am physically taking a baby step backwards. Stepping away, door. backing out. And as he's saying, oh my gosh, like, thank you. Wait, what? Like what? What? Thank you. And just kind of like having this awkward moment. And, and you're like, still mute. Just staring literally, away. I don't know why, but it overcomes me to say, yeah, we're just friends. We're <laughs> let, just, me be hey, here. let me just be, we're, we're just friends. This is what friends do. Like <laughs> friends buy each other stuff. Like and it just happens to be wrapped. It, we're just friends. We're, we're just, we're, fr- we're stop making this into something. I it's not. not. <laughs> My friend Hannah literally relives this moment. She's like, Caroline, I wanted to crawl into a hole for you because you said we're just friends about 15 times <laughs> backing up towards the door. I just, I don't know if you can get a visual of this, Callie, but it was just as bad as you could probably imagine. I've, it makes me sick to my stomach thinking about it, mm-hmm. but here's the deal. I bet every listener is a little sick to their stomach because they have been in a moment where they're like, why did I do this? And there's something that happens in our heads mm-hmm. that we're like, you know what would be a good thing to do? Let's just share our feelings. Let's just tell them this is, I mean, I'm going to go in blind mm-hmm. and I'm just going to tell you how I feel. I've done this twice in my life as well. Really? One of them was in church one Sunday <laughs> night 
And the guy was sitting next to me. And in the middle of, I don't even remember what it was. It was a sermon of some sort, I'm assuming, because mm-hmm. we were sitting at church. Yeah, I hope so. And on an offering envelope, I pull it out. And I'm like, it's a good time <laughs> to tell him how I feel. And so I write it on the offering envelope and pass it across Bibles. Like literally slide it from my Bible onto his Bible. <laughs> and it literally said, um, I think I like you. Not even a full confident statement. Like, just, I think I like you, period. And he just stares at it. And writes, okay, and passes it back across our Bibles. And we had to sit next to each other the rest. It was another, yeah. like, 45 minutes. You couldn't, like, wait till the end of the And service. I just remember after, he just kind of looked at me, and I was like, I was just kidding. I just wanted to see if I could get a reaction out of you in the middle of church. Like, yeah. I mean, I was backing out so hard. That was probably... It was, it was a wise decision, I think. <laughs> but so, I think everybody has to have that moment, though. You do. You have to. I know that everyone has. Like, yeah. where you just put your heart out there, and you're like, here it is. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And I think the friend zone gets put in such a negative light a lot of times mm-hmm. because usually you're using it as, oh, you got friend zoned on that one. Like yeah. it usually means you, you really want to know someone. You really want to have a relationship with someone and they're maybe not feeling it back. Mm-hmm. But do you think there are circumstances when it's actually a good thing, a healthy thing? Yeah, I, I really do. I think the friend zone could be a really good thing. You know, maybe it doesn't seem that way in the moment mm-hmm. because it does sting and kind of holds a heavier weight whenever you're there in it. But there have been times where the, the friend zone has truly completely protected me. And maybe not so much from the other person, but almost for myself at times, just because, you know, you do lack some clarity sometimes. Yes. And you, especially our emotions, yeah. our feelings are so controlling. I think especially in women, mm-hmm. our feelings tell us to do crazy things yeah. and not even just relationships in everyday life. It's yeah. like, an emotion can drive us. Yeah. I heard recently emotions is a great side dish, not your entree. Like yes. it doesn't make a good companion. Mm-hmm. Emotions don't. Because if you make decisions on your emotions, then I mean, you're going to end up at the burger joint backing up. And a lot of times they're liars. I mean, oh, your emotions are absolute true. liars yeah. to you. And you, when you believe them, it's when you end up in these circumstances of, I'm going to give you a gift and tell you we're just friends and try to back out of this burger joint yeah. as fast as I can. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but like any good learning moment or a good relationship, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, mm-hmm. And so I think the friend zone... Like whether you, whatever side you've been on the friend zone, maybe one or both, I think you can always see why things worked out. So I think, yeah, the friend zone can be a really good thing. Do you believe across the board, I think I already know your answer to this, that guys and girls can be friends, just friends for life, period. And no one will ever have feelings for the other one at any point. You know, my whole life, I feel like people have been like, guys and girls can't be friends, which I think that is majority of the time true. Mm-hmm. I do. But I think that there are exceptions to every rule and that being one of them. Yeah. And I'm thankful that I've been able to experience some of the exceptions. And uh, see that that can see be a that thing. And it be a healthy thing. So once you've been put in the friend zone, do you think there's a way to make it out of it? Can, are you just like, mm-hmm. you're going to be in it forever or That's can funny. you make your way out? That's a really good question. I do think there is potential to be out of the friend zone, but it takes work. You cannot get out of the friend zone when you are have the same relationship with that person you always have. I think getting out of the friend zone, like there just has to be drastic changes and it, it takes time and distance. Like mm-hmm. it takes time for you to heal from your feelings mm-hmm. and then distance from that person, you know, to get a little bit more perspective on it. I have two friends that we were all best friends through college and two of my friends were in each other's friend zone. And then senior year, I don't know what happened, but it changed and they are now married, which is great. 
But they but, say all the time, like, you hear, you need to be friends first. Like, yes. you want to marry your best friend. Like, mm-hmm. you want to marry the person. And so that's what prompted me to ask this question. Yeah. Is if you've been in this friend zone for so long, or if they friend zoned you, if your feelings started before theirs, or what, you know, like, how do you make your way out if you're supposed to marry your best friend? I think it is time and distance. Like, there has to be change in that friendship, you mm-hmm. know, in order for it to turn into romantic mm-hmm. feelings. Especially if it's been, like, years long of a friendship. Um, and then, of course, you know, the other way of getting out of the friend zone is when it's time for your marriage pact to kick in. Well, of course. And so, everyone needs one of those. And you're forced to have romantic feelings for each other. Like, It's the healthiest it's way to create a relationship is we made a pact. We're doing this. Yeah. You're marrying. I have another 10 years on my marriage pact. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to really step it up before yeah. if I just want to spend Listen. all my life doing food crawls and watching <laughs> anime. <laughs> well... I actually, my husband now, Ryan, mm-hmm. I actually told him I liked him. I was on a very downward slope. I got real confident for about a year where any guy I liked, I thought I should tell him because I'm sure that's all he's waiting on. But I told him in middle school that I liked him. And wow. it was on AIM, AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, of course. You, you know, like I was, was your... soccer girly. Okay. And bad. he's so, going to kill wait, me. Not soccer girl, soccer, so- soccer girly. Because I wanted to be approachable. Oh, right? of course. Um, and he was super cowboy, which I still don't understand. <laughs> he had a lot of options, but he was super cowboy. And I'll never forget sitting at the computer one night. And I'm like, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him right now. I took my away message off. That made it seem like I was going to do mm-hmm. something really cool. Yeah, yeah. Took that off. And he messaged me. Of course, I waited for him to message me first. Okay, and then wait. I was like, what if I told you that I liked you? And I just sat there and like, I just remember staring at the screen and thinking it was before like the three dots would come up. So you had no idea if they had read it, they were responding. And I think he said, what do you mean? And I said, I mean, just what if I said that? Like, what if I said it and meant it? I want to know your response before I fully commit to talking. Exactly. And he literally said to me, well, you know, I've been talking to your friend and I think I might like her. And I just remember sitting there. I was like, ha, 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 ha,
So in all of this, what do you wish someone would have told you about relationships in general? Obviously, being out of college for a few years now, I'm seeing dating a lot differently than I did then. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of look back and cringe at some of the undefined relationships that I, I don't. Had. <laughs> I look back with full confidence wow. in every decision. I love <laughs> I love it. I'm still getting there. Okay. I'll I'll coach you through this. But when I look back on those situations, I really just see a lack of confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think every woman can relate to that Mm -hmm. because I feel like I was just constantly questioning myself. And your feelings. And absolutely. But I also, looking back on those situations, I see a lot of pridefulness that I carried. I got a lot of satisfaction in being told that I was different than other girls. You know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're, you're tougher. You're more carefree. Like, you're more independent. You're not high maintenance or anything. That's how you became a bro. And, yeah, I ended up kind of backfiring. But, <laughs> but, but I think I really did the whole friend zone thing to myself because mm-hmm. of that and my pridefulness. I don't know. If someone would have told me going to college that it's okay to let guys see my real flaws, mm-hmm. I have emotions and that... And that you don't have it all figured out. I like, don't have it figured They can out. help you with certain things. And they I am can. a female and there mm-hmm. are just things that naturally happen that yes. I cannot help. Yes. So <laughs> I think I fought that mm-hmm. for so long mm-hmm. and it really really ended up I that's truly how I became a bro is because mm-hmm. I was just so I don't want you to see weakness yeah. I don't want I don't want to seem like other girls so I'm going to actually be the opposite of what a girl is yeah, so, yeah. but and, and so I got I built up a lot of pride in that but really mm-hmm. the root of it all was just the lack of confidence in mm-hmm. so, absolutely yeah so we love to wrap up the mm-hmm. episode with you sharing something that you are so happy someone did tell you about the thing that you're like, I, I love this. It can be a piece of advice. It can be practical. It can be across the gamut. The thing that you just, you look back and you're like, gosh, I am so thankful someone told me about this. What would that be for you? There was a quote I read a while back and I wish I, I wish I could remember it word for word, but it talked about how when you truly love someone and I'm taking this and like, it doesn't have to be romantic. Yes. It could be a a sister friend. It Mm -hmm. could be your mom, you could be mm-hmm. any sort of relationship, but when you truly love someone, you get a glimpse of like that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Like love is when you leave everything on the table for that person, making sacrifices for them, no matter how they feel about you back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just about being confident and saying, I love you because I love you, not because you love me back. Mm-hmm. And I think that we get that so confused sometimes. Absolutely. Um, and I know a lot of people who ended up in relationships just because Someone loved them and they were like, oh, I feel this like is I nice. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, there's so much freedom, I think, in getting to that place and being able to say, I love you just because I love you. Mm-hmm. And as a single person, I think that's difficult. I think that's because it's uncommon and you're usually alone in that. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's vulnerability to the next level. I don't know. It all comes down to each person truly deserving to know and feel what unconditional love is like. And reflecting the limitless love that God like unconditionally reveals to us every day. There's just so much less fear on the other side of that mm-hmm. coin. When you can look at someone and kind of going into that, uh, this feels like it's belittling the quote, but like <laughs> when you're going into that situation being like, I have a crush on you. Yeah. And I think for me, it was this moment. I, I believe that mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with myself and feeling that for someone even if they don't love me back. Mm-hmm. So if I had to kind of put like a challenging, like do it or try it kind of thing, it's like no matter who it is, doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. but just try to get to that point where you're like, I love you just because. Yeah. And I think that's easy, especially if you have children, you know, mm-hmm. like you, that just as a natural feeling yeah. that comes, but like 
someone where it's like, I'm choosing to love you just because I love you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that will only set you up for success Mm -hmm. in moving forward, whether it is a romantic relationship or loving your neighbor or loving, you know, a a difficult person, Mm -hmm. you know, I, and it guards your heart from a lot of hurt. If you know, I'm okay with how I feel and it's okay if they don't feel that too. It is. There is. I don't know how, I don't have another word to describe it, but yeah. freedom. Like mm-hmm. you really do feel freedom when you truly allow yourself. It takes a lot of pressure off. It does. And for me, yes, I'll let a guy pursue me and I mm-hmm. love that. But at the same time, like it just, I feel more confident in myself whenever I know and I truly grasp and just own the fact that the, I feel for someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, like I said, I think that was a lot of what got me into trouble in college is because I just didn't allow myself to let other people feel for me and yeah. And it makes you a little less crazy. I mean, you're not like tracking them on Instagram. You're not trying to figure out when they're working at the yeah. burger place so that you can just show up and yeah. surprise. I didn't know you were yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You know, Gifts it takes, are exchanged yes. a little differently. <laughs> <laughs> Valentines are given yeah. in the boxes of everyone, not right. just the one person. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. Caroline, I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful for the insight you have given and gotten over these years, even if it is humiliating. Listen, I embarrassed myself. It's okay. We all do it. You know, you learn from experience. I'm an experiential learner. That's what I'm going to say. You cannot tell me not to do it. I need to try this at all times. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited you're here, and I cannot wait for everyone to hear this. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Well, that's about it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And hey, if you liked it, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Does that sound desperate? Feels a little bit desperate asking you to do that. But you know what? Oh, well, I love hearing your feedback. So make sure you check out no one told me podcast.com and I'll see you next time.